This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The action last night, two teams go up 2-0. The Nets, 130-108 over the Celtics, and it's 3-2-1 Cancun for the Celtics, it feels like. As the Nets are just, I mean, 130 points in a playoff game. nice right now. It does. Dallas goes up 2-0. They put up 127 points on the Clippers. Where's the defense? As that series now goes back to Dallas with the Mavericks up 2-0 and the Clippers facing all kinds of controversy. The Lakers, they win their game to even their series as that series moves to L.A. And tonight, uh, again, more games to discuss. But, again, on the Clipper conversation, right, they lose again. Now, Kawhi has a huge first half. Kawhi finishes with 41. 30 in the first half. Uh, 30 in the first half, so really gets a lot of the bulk of it done there. Paul George goes for 28. They score 121 points. And yet they're talking about how well, you, you, exactly <laughs> like you need more more offense from other people. No, no, you need better defense, defense. from everybody. And then you have Teron Lou, who's the head coach this year, who makes a comment that I found curious. Now again, Teron Lou's not a dumb man. All right, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's saying. I need to know why he would say something like this. I'm not concerned. Like I said, they got to win four games, and you know you come in on a. On a opposing team's floor and you play, um, there's no pressure on you to make shots because you're supposed to, you know, you just try to come in and steal a game or steal two games, but now they got to go home and try to keep up the same shooting. So um, it's easy to come on the road and do that when there's no pressure on you. So we'll see in game three. He said steal a game or steal two games. Give me that number again when they, someone steals two games. Somebody steal a game. So no, he said, he said a game or two games. I'm telling Allen, give me that number when a team steals two games. What happens? When you win the first two yes. games? Yes. Yeah, yeah you, you basically win the series 87% of the time. Wow. So if you win in the 87% of the time, in other words, yes, there's a chance, but then <laughs> let's be realistic. There's probably not a chance because you lost those two games at home. Now you got to go on the road to Dallas in Texas, mind you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be capacity. It's going to be filled up, and if your shooting was superb at 50% in that stadium at Staples, what what is it going to be at home? Well, I'm not saying that that hot shooting from the three-point line is going to carry over to home. The question is, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both played their tails off, right? Like, Kawhi had 41, Mm. and then Paul George had 28. It wasn't enough. Like, that's the problem. Like, but, okay, deep, like, but but like no. you can't talk about how other guys have to step up. This is this is going to be about defense yes. more than anything. And Absolutely. as the series goes on, as we said, now it's eighty seven percent that you win the series, which means Dallas is only four teams that ever come back down o two on when they're going on the road down o two to ever come back and win a best of seven. And we'll discuss Kawhi and what it might mean for his future going forward here. Uh, but first on Teron Lou eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's take Courtney in Florida, Courtney. How you guys doing? All right. What's up, Court? Uh, nothing much. Hey, I just had a question about um, Ty Lue and basically what he thinks about being down 2-0. Um, I believe him, to be honest, um, because you got to think about it. He was with the Cavs and was going against arguably the best basketball team in Golden State with a 73 record. 
and knocked them off being down 3-1. So, in other words, I believe exactly what he says. I'm just wanting to get your, you guys' take on, you know, my question. So, Core, I, I would answer your question by saying this. I can, I can feel that way when I have LeBron James <laughs> on my team because LeBron James is going to galvanize my squad. That's my question I have for the Clippers. I hear what Ty Lue is saying, mm-hmm. but with, he was brought in to galvanize his squad because there was a problem that that didn't translate to the court. There was nobody on the court that can galvanize his team together. That's not Paul George. He's quiet. He's a little bit quiet. Kawhi is definitely quiet. That doesn't really come from Patrick Beverly. You, you, well, John Rondo, Rondo was Rondo the guy what, they brought in to be sort of a leader there, but in, instead he's sniping with teammates. I mean, it it feels like Rondo's personality might clash a little bit because Rondo wants you to react back with him. You know what I mean? Rondo wants to see fire from you. Yeah, if he can't get demand, that from yeah. you, then like – and I don't know if guys look at Rondo like that on that team. I, I'm not sure. Not only, not only did they have LeBron when they came back, but there also was some issues on Golden State side. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond yep. being right. uh, pushed ejected, out of the game, yep. ejected, and Steph getting hurt. So it's a little, you know. Yeah, some things have to work in your some favor. Some things got to work in your favor. But eighty-seven percent doesn't sound like that. That is positive in your favor. What about for Kawhi Leonard? And I know it's still two more games that Dallas has to win for this to become a conversation. But still. They get knocked out in the first round after purposely losing. And, yeah, they set this up so they would avoid having to play the Lakers, you know, to play the Mavericks instead. And that ends up right now looking like a terrible decision. But what does he do? I mean, he's got the player option. Nothing has been done yet for his future with the Clippers. Is it at all possible that Kawhi Leonard could decide this ain't working here? I got to go somewhere where they're not demanding me to be the leader that I'm not I'm, – I'm more of the – Lead by example, like in Toronto. Toronto won a championship with him as their best player, but not him as their room. You say galvanizer. He wasn't that. He just made big plays. They had other people to do that, Kyle Lowry. So what does Kawhi Leonard, what what should he think after a season like this and after his first two years with the Clips? Can we put him on other teams? Can we, can we put him on Golden State? Sure, we can play the hypothetical all day long, but the answer to your question is no. Yeah, he no. can't go anywhere. I mean, yeah, exactly. You cannot go anywhere. I was Kawhi just Leonard. thinking, no, you Do you, you know cannot. what will happen to your, rep- your, your reputation? You had you me leave? come here exactly. from OKC to mess with you. You help, you and I helped run a coach out of here. Like, why would, no. You left San Antonio. You had issues with San Antonio. Fine. You win a championship in Toronto. You don't want to stay in Toronto. You come out here to Clipper organization. Commercials are made about you as the king of L.A. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. It's your team. You bring Paul George in. Your team is built for it. Yeah. Okay. You go through the first round of playoffs in the bubble, by the way. I could make a case for what's happening to the Miami Heat, and I love the Miami Heat, but the bubble was a completely different experience. If anything, it should have been easier to play to a degree. Um, I take that back, actually, because I know Paul George. Yeah, reverse. Paul George is dealing with depression issues, things of that sort. I get it. I take all that back. All I'm saying is that you don't have crowds. You don't have that kind of stuff. You get rid of your head coach, Doc Rivers. You had me leave. Like literally, there was a next to me. there was a ploy there. Nah, he's not the guy. Get him out of here. You got your guy now. Now you're telling me after you got your guy, after you got rid of the last guy, you came to L.A. and now it's not enough. Then you decide to leave. Isn't it interesting no. that Kawhi yeah, doesn't can't get, go anywhere? He doesn't man. get a lot of criticism, does he? No, yeah, he does not. You can't go anywhere. Criticizes him. 
Well, because he, he doesn't say anything. The only thing you get the criticism about is the low management stuff. That's really pretty much it. I mean, but when do you, but when do you look at him, or do, or do we just accept the fact that you're a great player, but you're not a leader? Well, they've he's, already, he's just, but that's already not, been the case, though. That's you understand not, that's that? Not, no, you accept that? But though. that's not a bad thing. His, that's not his personality, right? He's not. That's just not his personality. He's right, but still, when you have a guy like that of that talent, then you need to make sure that on that roster you have somebody who is. Yes, that and that's not his responsibility. That's the front office and the head coach to make sure uh, he picked that, Paul George. Yeah, but okay. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he picked Paul George to be that like voice. He just picked Paul George as a player right. that he can mesh with and and ball with and win games with. Doesn't mean he's looking for the screamer and the yeller or whatever it is that can energize the team. That's why I really wish they had brought CP3 in. I and I know he was there and I know he had issues with Doc, but you made that change. Well, Doc left. I know. Yeah. That's why yeah, CP3 that, would have been the answer for yeah, that. That team. would have been a real interesting That would have been the answer. You bring him back home, let him retire there, let him do his thing. He would have been the leader that this team needs. But again, is that personality gonna mix with somebody like I, Kawhi who might not want But that. you're not going but you're not gonna come at Kawhi like that. Is everybody you, else? Yeah. If yeah. you CP3, you already know I can't approach him because that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. If, if you know, yeah. I, I can't do that. Eight 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 say ESPN eight eight seven two nine three seven seven. I don't care about the Clippers calls. anyway. Keyshawn J. Wills presented him. by Progressive Insurance. All guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's go to David in Brooklyn. Go ahead, David. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Man, appreciate you taking the call, Keyshawn. Love you, man. I'm a longtime Jets fan, so this is like an honor to be able to chat with y'all. Um, no, so I remember us. when Kawhi came. Yeah, and, David, he left you guys. And, he, he left us. He left you know, David, he left us. I just want us. you to know, like, all the love. He, he left, left us you. and won a Super Bowl, and, like, like we were in the dust. He doesn't, I, care. He doesn't care about the Jets he's franchise. He's got a ring, and he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for marketing. <laughs> da- David, yeah. David. Being no, in New York, I helped David, my money. David, I'm in New York. I'm the one pick. David, I did not ask to leave. I did not ask to leave. I know that. Publicly. I'm 30, so I'm old enough to remember Keyshawn playing, man. And and that yeah. was that was that was that was some some good memories from from when Appreciate I was little. Appreciate it, thank you. No, <laughs> but uh, old. yeah. But um, I remember when Kawhi came to the Clippers. I'm not a Clippers fan, by the way. But I remember when he came to the Clippers and he brought on Paul George. And I just I heard a lot of trash talk. I heard a lot of a lot of rah rah and a lot of all this bravado. And I, I was hearing this a lot uh, that the Clippers have five dogs. That's mm-hmm. all I heard. They have five dogs mm. now. I can't seem to find any canines on that team. I just seem to find just a lot of cats. There's no defense. They can't close out games. They wanted to act big and bad like they wanted the Mavs. No, last year was not an outlier that they could beat the Mavs. Last year proved that the Mavs would have taken that series to seven games if, if uh, Porzingis didn't go out with injury. Now, a year later, you got Luca with much more confidence, and he's giving buckets to everybody. It doesn't matter who they put on him. Patrick Beverly, uh, the Morris twin, the other Morris twin without the ring, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, it doesn't matter. And I just find it completely hilarious because I've never seen a team accomplish nothing, uh, uh, clamor for so much uh, attention and respect and implode like this. You- yeah, that was all about the Lakers, though. That's really what that was about, trying right. to grab L.A. 
at a point in time when the Lakers were seemingly down. Yeah, this that's was, that was all the campaigning and mm-hmm. it's Staples Center. You you didn't go, you hadn't been, but right as you walk through Staples Center, they put up the huge Kawhi owns is the L.A. King, all mm-hmm. that other. Yeah, yeah. so it's like okay, we get it. We we understand where you're trying to get get the new stadium in Inglewood. We understand that, but it's still the Clippers, and now, I'll continue to say that. And he will get annihilated by the media constantly. But the reality is, if Kawhi was to leave the Clippers and go to Golden State. Yeah, Golden State's oh in the mix. Oh, my God. In now, for in that State- system with Steph – and with Clay coming oh, back, exactly, like, he, that's, that's the like system Iguodala. for him. Yeah, but now he's ring chasing, though, right? Yeah, but I mean that's that's what I'm saying. So he would get crucified to a degree by the media because we would say that's exactly what it is. But Kawhi always strikes me like he doesn't care what the media says. No, he doesn't care no, what people doesn't. say. Definitely Kawhi doesn't. always wants to do what Kawhi wants mm-hmm. to do. And if Kawhi wants to do that, like that's one option. That's Golden State, man. Because it's Steph's team. Kawhi gets it, it was Kyle Lowry's team. Now Kawhi got the shine. It's Kyle Lowry's team. San Antonio, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker's team, Mono Ginobili. He was the piece that came in, scored, defended. Right? I, I know. But, like, that could be another trio that we could see. And that system with Steve Kerr, with the way Kawhi plays, problems. I mean, it would be cool if he went there, but problems. I don't think he would want to ring chase, though, right? Because if he wanted to ring chase, he could have just came around the corner to the other locker room. Not LeBron, and- though. Because we don't put Kawhi against Stephen Curry. Okay. We put Kawhi against LeBron. Like, sides, position, how they play. Kawhi always defends LeBron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't talk about, oh, when Steph got locked down by Kawhi, yeah. Steph is different, man. It's different. Like, so it doesn't feel like there's that same energy flow, like, I got to beat you or run through you. Still feel like Kawhi always wants to, is going to have to run through LeBron. Now, again, remember, L.A. is sort of hometown. Right, yeah, for for Kawhi. That's yeah. one of the reasons why yeah, he went well, he there. Actually, he's in up, San Diego. Though. Yeah, he's up the road. Heli- close well, enough. He used to take his to helicopter back to practice every single day. Yeah, so it's close enough to call it home. So it's hard hard to believe he would then just go ahead and abandon it. But you know, L.A. The Clippers really have been you know the, the second team in L.A. They're not the most popular team, but they've had a good run of success for a long time uh, since before when they were really known as the Clippers when they were just always got awful. Like they have been a much better franchise, especially with Steve Ballmer. Here in New York, it's Brooklyn has been that second team popularity-wise to the Knicks, but they are by far the talented team now that might not be getting all the attention in the first round because the Knicks are in the first round, but once the Knicks are out of the way, they become the team that everybody's watching. They are must-watch. They are box office must-watch. And now their series with the Celtics moves to Boston. And for Kyrie Irving, it starts to now become not just for him taking on the Celtics – but also for him returning to Boston, where he played for them and there were issues Mm -hmm. on his way out. And there were also issues with him in that Boston market. And Kyrie, talking about now after going up 2-0 in their series, talked about some things that he just doesn't want to hear or see when they play in Boston. I mean, it's not my first time being an opponent in in Boston. Uh, So, you know, I'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball. You know, there's no belligerence or any racism going on, subtle racism and people yelling from the crowd. Um, but even if it is, it's, it's part of the nature of the game and we're just going to focus on what we can control. Is it something you've experienced in Boston before? I'm not the only one that could attest to this. So, mm. I mean, he, he's uh, he's almost, and I'm not saying setting it, but it's sort of like the, the, the preface 
before we go to Boston, this is what I don't want to see and don't want to hear, setting it up to almost keep us heightened or make us pay a little more attention to it in game three. The Celtics might not have much resistance for the Nets, but as we know, that is a fan base that is loud and proud. And in a game three, you know, you lose that game, the series is over. I mean, feel like the series, the series is over already. already. Over. Yeah, I already feel that yeah, way. It's a wrap anyway. But you can't imagine the Celtics fans are going to go there and just be passive. They're going to let Kyrie hear it. As, as they should, to, as they should. That's a sign of respect. That's number one. But to what degree? Well, I'm not talking about all the other stuff, the, the, the racism and the, 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 the bigotry and the, the hate. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the booing. Yeah, that's a lot. You left there. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. When you start diving into that other stuff, it's too many times, clearly, man, is a problem in that area. Because there's too many athletes from too many, too many different sports. It's referenced a lot. That is always, and they're not just picking on Boston, right? I mean, I've always had a wonderful time up there when I've gone. The fans have always treated me well. They've never, I've never heard them disrespect me in that, you know, in mm-hmm. that manner. But there's, that doesn't mean that they're not doing it. There's so Even some of their own players that have played on some of those teams in Boston have said these things. So, you know, you, you know it's there. Let's not act oblivious like we don't know that it's there. Because well, clearly it's there. Yeah, if it, it, I've had conversations with friends and, you know, doing deep dives on stuff like this. And, you know, they would sometimes say, you know, Boston is probably one of the most racist sports cities that there was. From ex-players I've heard talk, right? They don't feel that way when they go to other places. But they hear those kind of things that are being said in chants or individual fans that come there and feel like that's an environment that's good for it. I, I think Kyrie brings up a really big thing. And it's – you know, if it's Cam Newton, I know we talked about that for a little bit. Yep. It was a different scenario, but um, well, that's that the Cam. I, I said that's was, a different scenario. No, I would say the Cam Newton is more like the the coded language that you gotta kind of. Oh, okay. Gives I see off what that you, vibe. Yeah, I see what you're talking about now. I see what you're doing. If you like that kind of stuff with the sneakers, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I like yeah. Boston, man. I go up to Boston. But, I got friends and family in Boston. Go up there, but I mean, when you play as a as a, as a as a sports person, it's different, man. It's different. It's different. Some of the things fans say to you there are different than other places. Why is why does Kyrie bring this up before he they probably even go was, up there? Somebody asked him a question. I don't think he just. Well, no, it, was, it, it was just about. But, but it was just about going back, going up to Boston. That's all it was. And and he said, "This is. I just don't want. Uh, you know, like don't want to have any of that stuff go I think, on. I know. I know for him Ky- to bring it up means it's definitely okay, so on his mind. things have happened yeah. to Kyrie that Kyrie has not shared in Boston. Well, you can leave it at that. You can leave it at that. Things have happened to him as a player there. And I'm sure. Does that also now create, though, saying it now creates like we're talking about it, right? Obviously, then media will talk about it. Obviously, maybe even the league, maybe even security is a little more heightened about it. Like, let's make sure this doesn't happen. Well, you can't really stop it. Yeah, I was about to say, what is security going to do for somebody screaming something? Grab somebody and throw them out right away. If you hear them. If you hear them. He didn't say that. Did you hear him say that? No, did he say? I didn't hear him. Did you? I mean, like. Are they really going to go that? I, th- I think it's just bringing more you know? attention to sometimes what happens in places where they don't really – those things don't become the headlines. That's right. Well, Kyrie- and I'm with Jay. I think he's bringing attention to it so that you are aware that as we are taking the court, these things could potentially happen. By the way, he's been doing that with all of his press conferences, by the way. You've noticed that, right? He's been talking about the Palestini- Palestinians and things that have been happening. Yeah, he's no, been he- talking about a lot of different things other than basketball. Right. 
to do that. He's to using that opportunity yes. to speak up about different things that are going on in the world. And, and he has that right to do yeah, it. Yeah, because we're going to talk about basketball anyway. Even the league has said that. Look, it's not that you, know, you don't have to talk basketball. You just need to be available. That's just part of the deal. So if you're available, you can talk about whatever you want. And I've always said that. Like, you don't have to answer the question. You really don't. I can ask it, and you can just go in a completely other place. But you satisfied but the, the fact that you responded there. to the question. Yeah, because he's putting that message out there. But for that's it. interesting that he would bring it up and almost put it out there like, hey, everybody, yes. this is going on. Pay attention to I, it. I don't, find it. I don't find it interesting at all because if I've experienced that, then I certainly want you to know that yeah. I've experienced that. And that is something that I think you should know. Can I bring up one other point? Yeah. He's really he's good, good, though, by the way, just in case. Uh, talent-wise? Just, just in uh, case so I call we him forgot. The I, I call him like he, he's the, the Picasso of the NBA. Yeah, on the court, one of I my lo- favorite I love him, though. I, I don't care how what people think about his mind. No matter. It, it, on the court? That dude is good, man. Saying, when no, he's on his toes? Oof. It's just, you know, a couple years ago, and granted, a lot of things happened off the court, but Kyrie was the scapegoat for Boston. Was a scapegoat. Yeah, for the it's Celtics. true. Major. He, he was the out reason, of here. Right. He's not what we like. He's the reason holding us back. Yep. What's happening in Boston? Yeah, nothing's like, changed your team? there nothing. since he left. So, like that's no Remember longer. Remember, Kemba came in. It's like, oh, see, he's more guys more like Kemba, but Kemba couldn't stay healthy. And it just and what happened was okay. So then Kemba can't be who you wanted him to be. But the locker room. So we talk about the Clippers and their problems. How they don't really have a soul. Did the Celtics have a soul? Do they have a soul as a team? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? A team has a soul. You just kind of like feel it. Like there's something. It's it's their collective, whatever they're made of, the stuff they're made of. And I don't know if they have it. Can you keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together? That's the big question that Danny. That's Ainge a has legit to question that I know media tries to veer off. Like, well, because they're they're the two pillars, and fans go crazy about it. Yeah. And you know, we're gonna have Perk on to kind of talk about that next second. But like, that's a. Like, who's number one, who's number two? I, I think it's Jason Tatum, but a lot of people will say Jalen Brown. Like, it turns into, like, a really big thing there. Well, what value, with the max value you can get for either player that can help you rebuild, you know, rebuild that roster? It's so but crazy in out. basketball because it's like, how many damn different changes and combinations you go try? Oh, this is going to be the it's summer. It's like, but every time key? you look up, they try a different combination. you got to keep the core together, and that core Gosh. is Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Stevens. This is going to be the summer. Like, what's happening with the NFL, what just happened with so much movement, we're going to see a ton no, of movement No, I get it, but how many – you really? drafted these yeah. guys, you signed these guys to make it work. You, you're you the ones who did this, and now it doesn't work. Blow it up again. Players' fault, always. So, we'll ask someone. We mentioned Kendrick Perkins. Spent nearly a decade in Boston, so he would have a Man. lot of answers about this and more about the NBA, and that's coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Greening, and the NBA playoffs rolling on. We're starting to figure out who the legit contenders are and which teams are headed home early. We'll be talking about it with me, it's Greening, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. LeBron around a pick from Anthony Davis. Three by LeBron. Good! And that could be it. 103-94, 45 seconds remaining in the game. And that was the dagger by LeBron as the Lakers beat the Suns. 109-102, game two to, to tie their series at one. You heard it on ESPN LA 710. LeBron finished with 23 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and that huge 3 you just heard about in the final minute. Anthony Davis, a bounce-back game for him. 34 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 blocks. That's following his 13-point performance in Game 1. The Nets take a 2-0, series, 2-0 lead in their series with the Celtics. 130-108 is the win for them. The 130 points that Brooklyn scored, second most in team playoff history. Second. Got to find out what number one is. The Nets 5-0 all time when they take a 2-0 series lead. Kevin Durant, 106 career, 25-point playoff game. That passes Jerry West with six most in postseason history. Knicks forward Julius Randle named NBA's most improved player. 98% of the votes. Yankees starter Corey Kluber, he left the start with shoulder tightness just a couple of games after a no-hitter. He is now having issues with his shoulder in a loss to Toronto. The two-time Cy Young winner was 4-0 with an ERA under two over his five starts preceding the injury. SportsCenter brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. What was it like being a part of a playoff atmosphere? That was incredible. Yeah, the bad game put a meal up. Intensity is another level. Feel it in the air that it's playoff time. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So we talk about the Nets taking a 2-0 series lead. But it also means that the Boston Celtics are down 0-2 as they head back to Boston. It just don't look like a team that is able to compete against this Brooklyn team. Not many teams are going to be. But to discuss that and all things Boston, including this series, let's bring in Kendrick Perkins, our ESPN NBA analyst, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Perk, good morning. Um, Before we get into what Kyrie Irving said, I just want to ask you your thoughts on just 
what the Celtics looked like in these first two games against Brooklyn? Was it more just how good the Nets are, or is there still something seriously missing from the Celtics' compete level? I mean, the Celtics look like they're ready to go on vacation. I mean, this is how they started the series, and it goes back to Brad Stevens' comments before the series when he was praising the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and I said that I said that the Celtics are in trouble because they don't believe that they could compete or win. Like, we all know that the Brooklyn Nets have the better personnel. I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win the series in five, but I thought the Celtics was, were going to come out with some type of pride, some type of heart, some type of tenacity, intensity, or something, right? You're not getting that from Jason Tatum. You're not getting it from Kimball Walker. I mean, they're sleepwalking. They're playing with no pace whatsoever. So it's like watching them play is like it's disturbing. I would I would have rather see they really wasting everyone's time. I would have rather see the Indiana Pacers or the Charlotte Hornets play in this in this in this in this series. They will probably get beat. But at least they will make it a competitive game and show some type of heart. Big Perk, after the win in game two for the Nets, Kyrie Irving was at the podium and he made some comments about Boston and about some of the feelings he had uh, for when he played there. I want you to take a listen, then I want you to react on the opposite side. I mean, it's not my first time being an opponent in, in Boston. Uh, so, you know, I'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates and, um, you know, hopefully we could just keep it strictly basketball. You know, there's no belligerence or any racism going on, subtle racism and people yelling from the crowd. Um, but even if it is, it's, it's part of the nature of the game and we're just going to focus on what we can control. Is it something you've experienced in Boston before? I'm not the only one that could attest to this. Hmm. Perk? You, you know what? My question is, is why? Like, we're having, having phenomenal basketball being played right now in the NBA playoffs. Like, people are loving to turn on the TV and actually watch the NBA. And and why even start that narrative? I, I just don't get it sometimes with Kyrie. Like, you know, always switching the focus to something that nobody even was talking about. And by the way, I lived and played in Boston for eight and a half years, right? And me personally, I never experienced racism in Boston. I heard a lot of things before I got there, but when I got there, I actually was treated pretty damn good. To be honest, hell, I experienced more racism in my hometown area than I did in Boston, in South in Southeast Texas, where they had James Bird Jr., an African-American male that was drugged from the back of the truck by two white Americans, where in a predominant white area, a teenage African-American young man was found dead, shot dead on the railroad tracks, and nobody knows nothing. Like, at the end of the day, man, why try to mess up or why even come with that type of stuff right now when we're watching beautiful basketball being played, competitive basketball? Like, come on, Kyrie, man. Like, I, and, and, and look. Can I just say something to you on this one, though? Because I, the timing of it is interesting, but Kyrie has used the platform of post-pressers to talk about some of the things that are happening in the country or in the world that we don't really talk about. So just to play devil's advocate to what you're saying a little bit, I, I get what you're saying. I just want to see guys play basketball too, but I think that's the point of why Kyrie brings some of these subject matters up because he wants to say, hey, there are other things that are actually happening other than just us playing basketball. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but 
But Jay, to be honest with you, what's been happening in Boston? Have we been hearing about African Americans being killed by cops in Boston? Have we been hearing no, about I, that? I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if if Kyrie was, if he was going to Charlotte, would he have made them same comments? That's my question. No, like, just because you're going back to Boston and you know how you left Boston, you didn't leave in great fashion, and you know that fans are going to be hostile and they're going to be at you because of, of y'all breakup. This is what you come to, right? That's all I'm saying. Did you just hear what they were screaming in Madison Square Garden at Trey Young, right? Did you hear what they were yelling at him? It wasn't racism, but, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy that they were screaming, F you, Trey Young chatting that throughout the arena, but it's part of the game, right? Trey Young embraced that with open arms and went in there and got a win in great fashion with the game winner. I'm just saying, Jay, like at the end of the day, like my thing is, is this. It's a lot going on in the world today, and I get that, and I'm not taking away from that. I'm not taking away from what Kyrie does in the community and how much he gives back and how much he's involved for us in social justice. I'm not saying that. But it, it wasn't it like to me. It was just it was your return to Boston, and then Kyrie is on record saying while playing in Boston, he's never experienced racism. So at the end of the day, it just it just seemed like something to move the goalposts to take the pressure off of him. So like when he does go back to Boston, it could be on high alert, or people won't just like no man. Like let's just let's just hoop, and I'm not saying take away from what's going on in the world, but he just tried to switch the narrative. Mm -hmm. You talked about pressure just a minute ago with Kyrie and switching the narrative. Is the pressure on the Suns and what type of trouble are they in since dropping that one last night to us? Well, well, Key, listen, they, they, it's no pressure on the Suns because no one really predicted them to win this series. I know I didn't. I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron James – are still the best duo in the damn game today, all right, since Kobe and Shaq. And we saw this same story last year where they lost game one to the Portland Trailblazers. And what happened? Gentlemen Sweet. They lost game one to the Houston Rockets. And what happened? Gentlemen Sweet. We know when these two guys elevate their game, they're going to win games. So there's no pressure on the Suns. The Lakers are just that good defensively. It's no other team in the league that are, that is better than the Los Angeles Lakers. Think about this. The first, second, and third quarter, they held the Phoenix Suns under 25 points in today's game. And they would have did it in the fourth quarter if Caldwell Pope and, and Dennis Schroeder didn't pick up them dumb fouls fouling Devin Booker while he was shooting threes. Like, like, just think about how stellar their defense is. And when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers, this is why they should be the heavy favorite to coming out of the Western Conference. They're just that good on both ends of the floor. Perkaw, the other L.A. team, though, the Clippers, find themselves now going on the road down 0-2 in their series. I feel like that team is lacking something. And I know that Rajon Rondo was brought in there to, to try to provide some leadership but there's something going on with that group. If you played on that team, if you were in that locker room, what would you be saying and doing right now? Well, first of all, let me tell you what the thing that's lacking is heart, okay? They're front runners, all right? And, and, and I'm going to tell you why. I'll give you two incidents. One, 
when Kawhi Leonard dunked on Maxi Kleber, mm -hmm. you remember all of them ran three, three, uh, two of the guys ran and went mug Maxi Kleber and pose, and they were celebrating. Oh, everything was all good then. But when Lucas started tearing them up in game one and they found themselves down and, and had a little bit of adversity, you don't see that same type of energy. That's a front runner. Okay, look at game two last night. Paul George comes down the lane. He breaks up. Made him fall. Uh, Porzingis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and dunks the basketball. You see the guys come in off the bench, like guys come in off the bench on the baseline, and they're laughing, like making a scene of it, like laughing at them and pointing at them, right? Everything was all fine and dandy. But when it got to the fourth quarter, and they didn't know what the hell to do with Luka Doncic when they tried to put Kawhi on him. He burned him up. When they tried to put Pat Bev on him, he burned him up. They tried to put Paul George on him. He burned him up. At the end of the day, Luka is playing daddy ball with them. The same thing I do in the driveway <laughs> with my son. I can't, I can't move that good, but I'm going to take you to the paint and I'm going to give you this work. And that's what he's doing right now. And he's talking noise behind it. He is. He's telling. He's telling Pat Beverly he's too small for him. He's got. Yeah. He's got. Call him Daddy Luca. Yeah. That's what you need to call him. You're seeing that meme, by the way. You bring that up. You're seeing that on Twitter right now. They're they're showing Luca with different pictures of either Kawhi or Paul George and his like holding him in his arms. So that's what's going on. And they've got to face that now on the road in Dallas. Perk, great to talk to you. Thanks as always. Thanks, Big Perk. I appreciate, it, fellas. Thanks for having me on. All right, Kendrick All Perkins right. on the Goodyear Hotline. Coming Great up, call the roulette plus. So Key says jersey numbers matter. So how would a quarterback look in a linebacker's number, and what does it say about him in the organization? That's after Jay has this from Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. They have 135. 135 skills tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So, if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. singing you like this song no it just feels like i'm like walking into a hotel lobby this music and is lost. definitely like a little lobby bar <laughs> yeah am? i'm lost Where and i'm looking I? i'm looking for my no, kids no, this... that ran off to the restroom <laughs> and the guy's holding my bags and he's looking at me like did i get the key to give this... him the extra tip like no, that no, no, no. this is this is lobby bar rocks glass you know mid-afternoon it's that too, Frank. though. I wa- I'm walking in a hotel lobby. This is kind what of song what this is this, is. by the way. Who, is there a song? We got to find out, like, who. Jazz, yeah. Little, Feels like a Frank Sinatra type of yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that, that, it's, yeah. That, it's, yeah it's, that's what I mean. That's, it's a long day. It's 536. Right. I got to untie it. down here a little bit. No, Bill no, Hahn no, comes no, in. No, hey, Bill, you know, Bill, come sit down. I'm Bill dressed Hahn up. is my uncle. Dressed up having a martini, just watching. Cocktail hour. Yeah, that's what I mean. Keeping it class. Whatever you choose to have by the piano bar, you know. Hello. Hello. John, hey, <laughs> haven't seen you here, haven't Bill. Seen at the club lately, Bill. Hey, Keyshawn, over here. Make sure to send me those taxes. And then you, uh, and then it's the, <laughs> and then it's the bartender that's been there since like the '60s. Forever. Yeah. He still worked there. Red. Yeah, that's Red. Right. Red. He's got like that kind of a name, right? His name is Red. Has to Everybody be Red. knows him. And the lady who sits there, who lives upstairs, smells like cigarettes. <laughs> always goes outside for she the cigarettes. Lives, she lives upstairs above the hotel. <laughs> She'd be working team like, oh, there she goes again. All right, we got to spin the wheel. <laughs> oh, God. Let's sit another one this week. I've been in New York too long. <laughs> too, way too long. <laughs> Let's spin this wheel. Come on. Let's go. Where do you live? Upper East Side. Hey. It's not Topic Roulette. <laughs> Line one. <laughs> I just want to know if the tables were turned and Rodgers went to the bunk. Do you think that he'd be capable of winning the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, all right, let's try that again with the phone by your ear, by your mouth this time. Oh, you couldn't hear me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said uh, if the outcome, if the if the rules were changed and Brady wasn't in the league and Rodgers went to the Bucks, do you think he'd have a Super Bowl victory with them instead of the Packers? If Rodgers was on the Bucks, would they go to the Super Bowl? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Say, they had the same victory. Flip it. Instead of, flip it. Instead of Brady going to Tampa, Tom let's Brady's say Rodgers yes. goes to Tampa. Yes, and Aaron Rodgers on Tampa. Yeah. yeah they, they still win the Super Bowl. I think they would get that crew. It was yes. all about the 30 interceptions. It was the defense that was insane. Yes. Yeah, it's the 30 interceptions. No, no, no. But I'm saying to win the Super Bowl, though. No, that held them back. It oh, was yeah. the 30 Jameis Winston interceptions. Tom Brady sliced that thing down to, I want to say, a third. 
Yeah, I'm with that. Right? Aaron Rodgers would have won that. Okay. He, he sliced that ring. thing to a third. Aaron Rodgers could have potentially won this one or gotten close. And then again, though, maybe, maybe Patrick Mahomes, and, and for James' sanity, Patrick Mahomes didn't really have his offensive line. Just, you well, know. you could say that Rodgers might have won it too, getting to the Super Bowl against No, a win is a win is a win. Line. I'm not yeah. taking anything was, away from him. I'm just saying. Okay. But you, you look did. at it. But you just did. Let's spin it. I'm just trying to give it all. The wheel, that is. Line three. Jeff, North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Hey. Uh, to me, anybody like Kyrie that's getting paid millions of dollars should have nothing to say about what they hear from the fans. Really? Oh, it should uh, be. Hold, hold on, man. Hold on. Now, I'm going to stop do you in your tracks. Don't, you're, from, you're from North Carolina. Hold That's my state. On. Don't do that. If somebody is screaming racial slurs at you, you shouldn't say anything because you're making some money? Hey, I mean, you shouldn't think about anything coming from outside of the court. When when you're getting paid that money, you play on the floor. That's where your focus should be. So you're if you're at so your you're, job and you're so getting you're paid okay a lot of money that. at your job. That's fine with you're me. You're getting paid a lot of money at your job. If somebody says to you at your job, they call you a racial name, that doesn't that wouldn't bother you. You just go, well, I'm getting paid a lot of money. That's not going to affect me. I I never said I never said that, but well, that's the same. That's what Kyrie's talking about, buddy. Did you even hear what Kyrie is saying, or you just think he's complaining because he's a spoiled athlete that makes a whole bunch of money, so he should just shut up and dribble? Is that what you're telling me? No, I I never said he should shut up and dribble, but his focus should be on the court, not what he's hearing from the fans. So his focus should be on the court, not what he's hearing from the fans. Can I tell you, you, Michael Jordan interacted with the fans all the time. I mean... We're not talking about Michael Jordan. We're talking about Kyrie. No, I I, I know, my brother. Listen to me, man. I'm just trying to give you an example of somebody who's been on the court. You can sit there and say that your focus should never be on the fans, but there's a lot of low moments and dull moments where you interact with fans and you hear fans. And fans say things that will get your attention. So I'm not supposed to. We're stopping it here. I'm I'm not supposed. No, we're not stopping. No, I'm saying we're stopping the caller roulette thing here because that that's that's such a such a terribly uh, misinformed take. Just because, but he, I think it's also was terribly given what he was. We thought he was suggesting was that this is you know you should just be locked in on the game and not what fans are saying, but that's not a realistic take whatsoever. It it is it's an awful take. If you want to if you want to say things like f you to me, if you want to talk trash about. Fine. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, you can there, do there, all of that. There's a certain line that sometimes gets gets crossed. It's two things. It's crazy, that I man. say, don't ever do. Don't put your damn hands on me mm-hmm. and don't call me out my name with no racial slur. Because at that point in time, when you do that, you are looking to create problems not only for yourself but anybody else around you when you do those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You can tell me all day long I suck. You tell me I'm the worst, I'm a bust, I'm a yeah. you can do it all day long. Don't put your damn hands on me and don't call me on my name. By the way, I mean I'm not saying it makes it right. I mean, but Ron Artest, like Don't do that, it, man. It, stuff yeah. pops off when people say things sometimes. Don't think that there can't be reaction off your reaction. Can we end this on a on a funny note? We're gonna always end on a funny note. So Bill? Mac Jones was at OTAs. He's wearing number fifty. 
He's a quarterback wearing number 50. This is what Bill Belichick does, though, to his rookies. He has to earn it. You have to, right. You don't get your actual number until before the preseason yeah. begins. But it just yeah. looks so, if you look at it right now, it looks so strange. Well, I mean, he's he looks like wearing number. Like, you are a big guy on numbers. What does he look like wearing 50? He just looked like a guy that, that's looking to take a photo op in a Patriot uniform. He just, any, any jersey he <laughs> just could any grab. guy coming any up the guy. street? Yeah. Just want to just bizarre. be a guy. Like, here, hon, take this picture real quick. Look, I'm going to be a quarterback, but you're wearing 50, Dad. Ah, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Goofy-looking number. Except Keisha. He'll wear 10, though, probably. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.